Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 20. I can't believe we're on 20, how exciting. How are you all? I hope you're all okay. I have just finished half term and I've had a very, very busy week of packing up my house because as always, I left it to the last minute. No, yep, right to the last minute. Thought I could pack a house up in two days. It was hard and everybody had to help me. So I'm glad that's over with, but I have got the keys to my new place now. So I'm so excited about that. I can't wait to get it all done up and move in. So at the minute, I'm shacked up with my poor mother and father, who've got me back at the ripe old age of 33. However, I'm feeling more like 93 because I must have overdone it on the yoga or something because I've put me back out and it's absolutely wrecking. So I'm lied very uncomfortably on the bed, surrounded by cardboard boxes full of clothes and shoes and all sorts of crap, in my old bedroom. Blast from the past. The good thing about staying here is they've got a dead good bath, which I absolutely love. So I've just had a bath to try and make my back feel a bit better. And while I was in the bath, I noticed a reflection in the window of a butterfly. And when I got up, it was like a butterfly that was in one of the the plant pots, you know, like one of those little ones on a stick. But that made me smile a bit because today I wanted to talk to you about the butterfly effect because I keep getting butterfly effect signs from everywhere like I feel like it's all around me at the minute like loads of things on the tv and like on tiktok and I keep seeing butterflies everywhere and I thought I'm going to do a podcast episode on the butterfly effect because I watched the film a few weeks ago I've never seen it before it's crap spoiler alert didn't enjoy it we're a lot of shite but I did watch the film and I liked the idea behind it and it got me thinking about how connected we all are and how connected all the events that happen through history right to now and how every little small event affects future events. So I thought it would be an interesting one to do a podcast on. So if you are not already familiar with the butterfly effect, I'll just give you a little bit of a a rundown of what it is. So the origins of the butterfly effect come from a man called Ed Lorenz, who was a meteorologist in the 60s. And he came up with something called the chaos theory, or what later became known as the chaos theory. He worked with some other meteorologists who believed that by looking through historical weather reports that they could accurately predict what the weather would be like months ahead of time. But Ed Lorenz disagreed with it because he he thought that the atmosphere is so inconsistent that there were no two days that are precisely alike. So therefore, he felt that you couldn't accurately predict the weather. And he accidentally discovered that seemingly kind of insignificant differences could lead to vastly different outcomes. And this was all based around the weather, but... As we'll talk about later, it's not just related to the weather. So he was running a weather simulation, which I don't know much about weather simulations as I don't, I'm not a weather girl, but 
I believe that that's when you input details about the atmosphere and certain conditions and it shows you what weather is to come. So I'm presuming that people, meteorologists use it to predict things like storms and hurricanes, etc. So he was carrying out one of these weather simulations on his computer and he accidentally did a bit of a typo and inputted one of the digits incorrectly and the simulation came out completely different, like vastly different. So that's where this idea that one small change could have a massive impact on something else. So in 1969, he gave a famous talk about this and he titled it Predictability. Does the flap of a butterfly's wings in Brazil set off a tornado in Texas? Hence why it's called the butterfly effect. And in that talk, he was suggesting that if a butterfly flaps its wings somewhere across the world, that that could go on to cause massive weather disruptions or storms, hurricanes, just from that one very, very, very small change or small contribution to the atmosphere. Since that experiment, the butterfly effect has been used to talk about how certain historical events have impacted our lives today and how the small changes that we make or very insignificant seeming choices that we make can have a massive um, impact on what happens later on in our lives. And we experience these all the time on a small scale, but we also experience them on a bigger scale, things that are life-changing events that stemmed from something that we didn't see any significance in earlier on. And I find this pretty fascinating. And I think most people find it quite fascinating. And it's definitely becoming more talked about with everything on TikTok and things like that. TikTok, it's got a bit of a trend of its own now. So this butterfly effect is being talked about more and more. And I've I've found it really interesting looking into it. I think probably the reason that we are so fascinated with things like the butterfly effect is because we kind of obsess over what ifs. So whether it's a good situation or a bad situation, I think we all have that, well, what if this, what if that one small thing was different and you track things back to that original change like the butterfly's wings. This week, I've been researching some butterfly effect stories to try and get some good examples to share with you. And one of the most interesting ones that I found, and one that everybody will be able to relate to and understand clearly, is the story of a man called Henry Tandy, who was a soldier for the British Army. And in 1918, during the First World War, So one day he was in France and he'd been involved in a big gunfire battle where lots of people had been killed. And he noticed a man walking towards him, um, a soldier, and he couldn't quite tell if the soldier was from the British Army or from somewhere else or if it was like an enemy. And it turned out that this soldier was very badly injured and Tandy had the opportunity to kill this person because he was one of the enemies. But because he felt bad for him and he could see that he was injured, he let him escape, he let him walk away. And that was that. 
It turned out it was Adolf Hitler. Bad move, Tandy, bad move. But it turned out that it was Adolf Hitler who obviously then went on to kill more than six million Jewish people in the world's biggest genocide. So, and although it was a big decision for him to not kill that soldier, it wasn't really going to affect, you would have never imagined the effect that that would have on the rest of humanity and the rest of the world, and in particular, all of those people that were killed during that time. So I just find that quite fascinating. Even before that, before all of that happened, before he was in the war, before Hitler was a soldier, he actually wanted to be an artist and he applied to a fine art school in Vienna and he was rejected. And up until that point, it seems like he was just, you know, your average Joe guy. He wasn't like a total dick like he turned out to be. And as a result of that, he ended up living in poverty and developed these anti-Semitic views. Then when he went in to be a soldier, that got worse and worse. And then obviously we know the rest. The rest is very famous history. Now, obviously, everybody wishes that that hadn't happened because it was so horrendous and it's just unthinkable. But if it hadn't happened and that war hadn't happened, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now, we don't know if it would be better or if it would be worse. It would just be completely different because those small things that happened led to big things like the Second World War and a chain of events that followed that, which all led up to our lives as they are now. So if one small thing had been different, every single thing would have been completely different because everything is so connected almost as if we're all in one of those films like Love Actually, where all the characters are intertwined with each other some way or another. And I just think it's bloody fascinating, really. I was thinking about what examples of the butterfly effect have happened in my life that I feel have been significant. And there were lots of different ones, which are on a smaller scale, But one that stands out in my mind is this. So I'm going to share this with you now. Now, it's it's a bit of a weird one. It's not really a positive story exactly, but it just shows how tiny little things can have such a life-changing impact. So one of my best friends, Hayley, I've been friends with her for a very long time since we were about eight years old. And I was asked to be a bridesmaid at her wedding a few years ago. Now, I'm a shit bridesmaid, like next level. I can't organise a piss up in a brewery, literally. I can't. I'm I'm really not. It's not my thing at all, organising. Haley's like super duper organised. So there would have been much better choices for her to choose but she loves me, so she picked me. <laughs> and in the lead up to the wedding, obviously we were, we were planning a hen party for her, of which unfortunately Haley planned most of because, once again, I'm useless at being a bridesmaid, in case you were thinking of asking me to be a bridesmaid at your wedding. I would not recommend. But 
I attempted to plan something for this hen party. So we were going to Barcelona and none of us had been... To, well, I don't think they had. I, I had not been to Barcelona before anyway. And I was trying to find an activity that I thought Hayley and all the rest of us would enjoy. And I was finding it a bit difficult, but I came across these bus tours, you know, where you go and, and sightsee on a bus. I accidentally bought us four-hour tickets instead of two-hour tickets. Now, they were like a red line and a blue line or whatever it was. So I didn't realise this until the day, but I picked the wrong ones. And we ended up on the biggest tour of Barcelona you could imagine. What we didn't see in Barcelona wasn't worth seeing. And it was the middle of possibly August. I think it was August. It was in the, it was in summer. It was El Scorchio, absolutely roasting. And we could only get seats on the top of the bus, which felt like quite a novelty at the beginning. But four hours in, nearly chucking up from heat stroke, no water, burnt to a bastard crisp. Nobody was appreciating my efforts. So we were on this coach tour and my mum came with us as well. And it went on and on and on and on a little bit more. And then it went on and it felt like it was never going to end. <laughs> it was pretty horrendous. And we got off the bus and we went to La Ramblas which it was just around the corner. And we decided that we'd go and sit down at a cafe and have some lunch, which had been the original plan. However, we thought we weren't going to be on there for four hours and we ended up being on there for a very long time because I booked the wrong tickets months before. So we, we walked over to this cafe and we were a couple of us had sat down and others were just talking and we were deciding what to do because we'd only just got there. So we hadn't actually gone into our rooms yet. We'd just left our bags in the foyer bit. And we decided that because we were so hot and pissed off and tired and burnt and sick, that we were going to go back to the room instead of sitting and having a drink and our lunch. So we walked around the corner back to our hotel, which was about a three-minute walk away. And as we were walking back to the hotel we could see and hear loads of sirens. And we all went to the hotel, went upstairs, had a nap and agreed to meet up later, ready to go out for our tea and have a drink and be hens. So when I woke up, I looked at my phone and I had probably about 100 missed calls off my dad and the and off my ex-nearly husband. And my mum had the same, and we all had all these phone calls. We didn't know what was going on. So I rang my dad back, and he, he was so panicked, like he was just about to get, nearly like getting on a flight to come over to Barcelona because we weren't answering our phone for about two hours whilst napping. <laughs> oh, my back. Oh, shit. Ow. Butter. So anyway, we rang him back, and he was really, really panicked, and he told us to put the news on. So we put the news on and we saw on the TV that the sirens that we heard were going to La Ramblas and they were going 
to help the people who had been a part of the terrorist attack where the van drove down La Ramblas and killed lots of people. And we had been sat at the top of La Ramblas on the left and when we went to look the day after, that cafe was no more. The seats outside it were gone because it had been hit by the van as along with lots of other things along there. It was a really, really horrible, sad day. But I couldn't believe how close we were to being sat in those seats there. And although nobody was thanking me at the time for booking a four-hour trip by accident, it just goes to show how that little mistake, it wasn't even a choice really, that little change, that little mistake that I'd made months before when I was booking these bloody tickets, possibly, probably saved our life that day. So, you know, I don't like to act like a hero, you know, guys, but <laughs> kind of was. Um, but no, it was a really, really horrible, really awful, scary event. And we were so, so close to it. And just that small thing... We would have been sat there eating our lunch, probably 15 jugs of sangria deep at that point. So I'm just very, very grateful that that happened. And I think there's lots of stories that are similar to that on the day of the 9-11 attacks. There's loads and loads of stories about how people were late to work or how they'd forgotten the keys or how they were really sick that day and they couldn't go in. And just those small, insignificant things that seem like nothing ended up literally saving the life or, unfortunately for some, changing the life and or them losing the life. So it's just, I just, I just find it absolutely mind-blowing. So yeah, so on a chipper, more chipper note, I thought I would share an example of how this could kind of link to more positive things because you know I'm the positive pick oh listen to this right I went to I went to a party on Saturday it was at Rivy Barn and it, they had this big party night where it was like apres ski themed it was brilliant there were people asking for a picture with me like I'm a bloody celebrity couldn't believe it. So if you took a picture with me, please can you tag me in it so I can pretend I'm famous. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I'm going to make it end on a more positive note than how we were all nearly run over with a van because, you know, that's not my vibe. And I'm going to... I've made up a little story to share with you. If there's any film directors listening and you would like to make this into a blockbuster hit, please feel free to slide in my DMs. So I'm going to tell it like a story. So you're in the story as well, by the way. You're on your way to work. Traffic's really bad. And Bob is in his clapped out car looking very stressed. He's also on his way to work. He's miserable. He doesn't really like it. He owns the company. He's got to keep it going to pay his bills. But it's not doing very well. And it's a major cause of stress for him. You spot that Bob is looking stressed and you're also on your way to work and the traffic is bad, so you might be late, but you decide to let Bob out at the lights. Now, on that day, Bob is on his way to work to interview somebody to join the company for a very important role at the office. It's on the brink of going bust and he needs somebody 
who's going to bring it back to life. Bob arrives at his office just in time to get a coffee and a pan au chocolat, which obviously cheers Bob up. There are two candidates for the interview. One of the candidates, let's call that person... Ooh, what shall we call them? Glinda. Let's go for Glinda. Glinda is already in a similar role. She's got a good job. She just fancies a bit of a change. Glinda's got all the qualifications. She's nice. She's up to the job. She's sorted. The other person, let's call them... Ooh, shall we go with... Let's go with Timmy. Timmy. Timmy has never done anything like it before. Timmy is struggling to pay his bills. He can't send his family on any trips. He's a hashtag brassic and he's on the verge of being made redundant. He's not on a par with Glinda at all, but he's a nice guy and he's taking his chances on this job interview. So Bob has arrived at the office after feeling stressed, after hearing his job, but he's had a coffee and a pan of chocolate because you let him out of the lights. So Bob decides that he's going to take a chance on Timmy. So he gives Timmy the job. Fairly insignificant, but it's all because you let him out of the lights, which cheered him up because he got to work early enough to have a coffee and a pan of chocolate. And I mean, who's not a sucker for a pan of chocolate? Certainly not me. So now Timmy no longer has to worry about money. He's really grateful for this opportunity that's been given. He can't believe his work. And as a result of that, he puts his all in and goes and makes millions of pounds for this company with all these hidden skills that he didn't even know he had because he'd only been in shitty little jobs before because nobody had ever given him a chance. Several years later, Bob is a millionaire and he retires and he enjoys his early retirement riding around in his convertible Ferrari loving life, possibly with his trophy wife. When he's retired, he goes on a lot of holidays, does Bob, with his trophy wife. Let's call her Tiffany. Tiffany. Bob and Tiffany. Tiffany's 15 years younger than it. Easy. So he's going on holiday with his wife, the loving life. She's in for a fortune when he pops his clogs. Life's good. And it just so happens that you are also on your way to one of the biggest, the biggest opportunity of your life. And you're flying out to Hawaii. You're flying out to Hawaii for this really big opportunity where your dreams could potentially come true. Okay, you're with me so far. I feel like I've overcomplicated this a bit now, adding them names in. So you're about to be late, but you just get to the airport in time to find that, unfortunately, your flight to Hawaii has been cancelled due to a dodgy engine. So you run to the check-in desk to buy an alternative flight with another airline, but the check-in person says, unfortunately, there's no seats available. And the man behind you who's queuing up, him... And his very glamorous wife offer to give you their ticket. So this person behind you is Bob. Is Bob. Spoiler, it's Bob and Tiffany. 
and he gives you his first class ticket, you get on the plane, you fly out to Hawaii, you smash it at whatever it is that you're doing and all of your dreams come true. And if you're worrying about Glinda, Glinda was fine. She just got another job. She was absolutely fine. So the person that you let out at the lights that you didn't know years ago has ended up changing your life through a series of insignificant seeming events. And that is the power of the butterfly effect. So obviously that one is just a story, but that could happen all the time and probably does happen all the time. And if you think about, although it might not happen just like that, if you let somebody out at the lights, something as as insignificant as that could quite literally change their day and that could result in them acting differently towards somebody else and changing their day for the better. So things like the random act of kindness campaign that was going about I've not heard anything much about that for a while but a few years ago there was a big thing about random acts of kindness I think especially in lockdown as well there were people round here leaving little rocks for people to find to cheer them up and there's all sorts of ideas for random acts of kindness and they're only small things but they can make a massive massive difference further down the line to someone and now I shall bow graciously and accept my round of applause for pulling back the fact that we were nearly run over by a van, to a positive note. I'm going to give you the dictionary definition before we go of the butterfly effect or of chaos theory. And this is it. Are you ready? Chaos theory definition. The phenomenon whereby a minute localised change in a complex system can have large effects elsewhere. One flap of a butterfly's wings, one letting somebody out at the lights, one buying somebody a coffee, one giving somebody a chance can change things so drastically that it can be that it's way beyond what you could imagine. And yes, there is an aspect of unpredictable things such as the nine eleven attacks and the circumstances that led up to people being there or not being there on that day and other stories like that but I hope that you can see by my little made-up story there that actually you can influence that in a positive way by doing something for somebody which could then change the course of the day the week the month and even the life So I'm going to challenge you today to see if you could do something which is seemingly insignificant, which could possibly affect somebody further down the line in a positive way. And I hope that that comes back to find you tenfold somewhere further down the line. So if you're not, if you don't have any ideas, maybe you could start by just let somebody out of the lights. You could do that right now if you're in your car. And I hope that you found that as interesting as I did learning about it because I do think it's pretty fascinating. So I'm going to leave you for this week and I will see you promptly, I promise, promptly on Monday. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you soon.